0: This is the final reading of The Rebel of the Sands, so we are going to spoil the ending. If you don't want that to happen, stop here and read the book. It'll be waiting for you because you just hit pause. Otherwise, your discretion is advised. I don't know what our theme song is. It's got piano in it. Da Nope. <laughs> Welcome to Two Nerds and a Book. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Dylan. This is a Luray podcast about Surprise! Books. We pick two books a month, one older that we've been wanting to read for a while, and one new, and hopefully from this month, that at least one of us is excited about. The book we've been reading for the last two weeks is Rebel of the Sands by Alwyn Hamilton. We'll do our basic reviews now and go more into depth about our thoughts on the book later. So... On a buy-it, library-it, or toss-it scale, how would you rate Rebel of the Sands? Well, I already own the book, but if I didn't, I would library it. Or I'd do what I already did and get it on sale for like a dollar. I'm sort of wavering in between library-it or own-it. I really enjoyed it, but I probably wouldn't read it again. That being said, I agree that I would only purchase this on sale. On a scale from Six of Crows to any Stephanie Meyer book ever, where is it sitting on your bookshelf? It's definitely not at the caliber of, say, Leo Bardugo or Rainbow Rawell, but I see potential. I would probably put this book with Shannon Hale and Kristen Kishore. I love their writing, but I'm not going to obsessively collect them like I do Trish Dollar or Miss Rowell. It's with my S.J. Kincaid books, specifically the Insignia series, because I haven't read her other diabolic series. I like the books, but I'm not going to seek them out as new books. Like I said before, I'm going to buy them on sale most likely. And for the big finale, out of five stars, what is your official rating? I give it a solid four. I liked it, but it wasn't fantastic. I'm more like a 4.5. I enjoyed a majority of it, but had my qualms with a couple of things towards the end. The characters were great, but... None were as impressive as Jin. He made the whole book worth it. I bumped it up two stars specifically for him. I love Jin, but Shazad was amazing too. Dual-wielding bad-a woman who shows up and made me believe in feminism again. At least as far as this book goes. I liked her, but if Jin wasn't in this book, she would need to show up sooner or my interest would have gone out the window along with the book. Anyway, the book was perfectly paced until the end. In the end, everything went by way too fast. The last 40 pages or so had more plot in them than the previous 270. I was so wrapped up in the story and the characters, but Miss Hamilton sort of lost me after that. I do have to say her suspense game is on POINT. Most of those twists and turns I did not see coming. Speaking of which, it's time to travel into spoiler territory. Yeah! Did you like the part where Jin dies and Amani burned the entire desert until it all became glass and, and the rebel prince and the sultan competed in an impromptu ice skating competition with the Gallad as judges? When did that happen? It didn't. Oh. Well, considering this is your final warning, because things are about to get very real. Don't say we didn't warn you. So the first thing we should address are the things we got right or wrong. You know. Out of our theories. Yeah. That we have made about this novel. And specifically in the midread podcast, because we didn't really discuss it outside that. But you were right about the blue eyes. What? 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 Blue eyes, right, Dragon? I'm just gonna give you this look of disappointment as you just wallow in that thing you just made, I'm pretending she doesn't exist, so I don't have to look at My shame. Yeah, deal with your shame. I was right about the story with the names it in fact happened, that she was the one who was getting the story of the populace, and he was... Yeah, I was, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, Delin is a genius. I didn't know which one was going to get the story of the populace, but I knew one of them had it. And, oh boy, were we really wrong about Norshan. Yeah, we thought he was going to be one of the group. No, turns out she abandoned him, and uh, he was like, that's okay. I was planning on destroying the world anyway he became the villain <laughs> because uh Naguib and Dumas died so they're not even the main villains question mark I'm betting in the like future books the main villain is probably going to be Jin's father the sultan yeah that makes more sense but Norsham will be the second book's greatest enemy uh we messed up and said that Jin was going to be a genie and he's Not even close. Ah, but I was right on his name being a shortened version of his actual name. Because his name's hella long. I actually don't remember what it is, and I don't feel like finding it right now. It's like five names, that's all I remember, and going, whoa! It was like Algin, Algin something something. And as soon as I read it, I smacked myself and went, Andalyn got another thing right. Cool. Although you were, you had an idea, because it never... It was one thing we addressed, but it never came up, was what did... What did Naguib say to Norsham before we had left off? And my theory, because we still don't know, is that it was his true name. Because somehow, some way, Naguib has his true name. That was a really big eye roll for those of you who can't hear them. Who cannot hear my eye roll going on. It's that prolonged. was an eye roll and a finger wave. You know which finger... And I I say that the compass is a freebie, because really, if it's not pointing north, where else is it going to point besides at what is most important to to that character? It kind of works as a magnet, like most compasses are, and just points at the other compass, which is cool. It's a cool idea, but still, like, it wasn't a big surprise. It wasn't like a... it was a surprise that who was holding it was the rebel prince. Yeah, that, that, that brings us to things we did not see coming. So, the rebel prince. We really did not think that the rebel prince was going to be related to Jin. Yeah, I thought Ahmed was just gonna appear and be like, hello, I am the hottest person you've ever seen in your life. And he's actually, in my head, he's pretty ordinary looking. I was gonna say, he looks, he basically looks like a good ruler. He's not super hot. But I will say I am glad he is not in a love triangle with the main character. Like, thank goodness. Yet. I'm going to say yet, because you never know. But so far, so good. Yes, so far, so good. The love is on the back end at the end of the book, and that's that's okay. Yeah, it wasn't a primary subject, which uh, it kind of got more, so... There was a weird scene with that. Weird fight. God, oh, that the fight was just weird. Like, he tells her, he's, like, upset about the fact that he's like, my brother changed you, and I'm like, no! Like, you were the one that dragged her into this desert, and she changed because she was thinking, like, you know what? I can't be like this anymore. Just like he said. She didn't even meet him until after she changed. That whole fight bothered me, but I did like the fact that they were, like, about to kiss, and the guy was, like, Excuse me. Bahi! Oh my gosh, I loved that so much. Oh, I loved that guy so much! He was my favorite character! He's dead now if you didn't read the book. I wanted to throw the book as soon as that happened, but I also wanted to keep reading because I was screaming at the pages. I was laughing. You laughed because he died? No, I was laughing because I was like, ha ha, that's so terrible! The description was really, really disturbing. I kind of skipped over the description. Oh my gosh. I was jumping by that point. So. There was like six times where they mentioned his skin turning black. He melted. Yeah, I got to the point where he was oh like putting a finger on the forehead. And I was like, oh, that's going to be bad." And I skipped it. Like, he's dead. I was like, great. Oh my gosh. He like fried his brain. It was crazy. And then she wasn't harmed. And he was like, and you are not harmed. I was complaining about how we haven't seen very many first beings. Because the whole book makes it seem like it's full of fantastical creatures. And I got... Nothing for the first half. And we didn't really see any first beings, but we did meet their weird children. The Demji Demedge don't look at me. Like Dem- I'm gonna know how to pronounce them. Yeah, and she can hardly say Amani, so I can I can hardly say my own name. Like, let's be real here. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. But we had some skinwalkers, some nightmares, we had demons. That was pretty cool, new. Mm-hmm. Somewhat epic fighting. I wanted to scream because the escape scene from Bahali was so anticlimactic. She breaks into the prison, she meets one of the prisoners, she meets this girl who dies in front of her face, and then like three pages later, she's leaving the city. Yeah, that was a really weird scene because it skipped. It was literally like, I can't find anyone and I'm being swept away. And that was the end of the chapter. I was like, oh no, is she gonna find anyone? Next, no joke. Beginning of that next chapter, she was like, I am walking with them. And we were yeah, like, she was already what with the? the group. What the? It was so weird. She got separated from Jin, and it was this dramatic thing of her being separated, and her just blending in, and everyone going in different directions. And the next thing you know, she's, they're in the middle of the desert, just walking. So that's, in the previous one where we mentioned these time skips, that's one of the biggest ones, is that was just the weirdest time skip I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It... There was like four major time skips, and all of it is Amani's fault. Well, okay, two of them. Three of them? Like, she just passes out the biggest battle scenes ever, and all of a sudden it's like, and everyone is dead. Yay! And I was like, I'm sorry, the war is over? What? She was shot a bullet made of sand. What? Although, I will say, to be fair, when the general died, she was somewhat blindfolded, so... She woke up just before that, though. Also, his death was super anticlimactic. I thought he was going to be a really big bad guy, and he, like, just died. He just died. That's it. There was no, like, big impact. Like, when Naguib died, it was like, he's got the ring on his finger with the true name. Oh, my God. But Naguib's not dead. Or no. Yeah, Naguib is dead. Naguib's dead. It's Norsham's not dead. Norsham is the big bad guy of the next book. But I mean, when the general died, when Norsham shot him, she had the blindfold on. Because she was waiting for that shot and it never happened, and then she, like, pulled it off. Oh, and he was yeah. Dead. So that's technically not her fault, but I will mm. say it was still anticlimactic that you're like, why is nothing happening? He's dead. Like, great, thing It was so intense because it, all of a sudden it seemed like they were losing, and Ahmed showed up, and they had this big scene with, uh, what's-her-face, trying to mind-control all of the Galad into believing that Norsham was just attacking them, and then that Norsham was attacking the things, and then she got confused by the smell of burning flesh, and then everyone was like, look! Real bad guys! And everyone started attacking them instead. This group of, like, six people. Although I will say, when she was blindfolded, like... She didn't even mention, like, I felt like the wind passed by my cheek, or something hit my face, like blood or something, but nothing. She was just, like, blank silence. Hmm, I didn't even notice that. I was right about lying is a sin. I was like, that's a common theme, lying is a sin. They keep talking about lying is a sin, because Denji can't lie. And we were, we were right about um, that bomb that they just skipped over was not normal. It was indeed magical, and it was indeed Norsham. It sure was. So no, neither, neither one of us was surprised when we were like, we already have the bomb, and it was Norjan. Yeah, we were like, uh, oh, yeah. No, we were just it. surprised mm-hmm. that he was evil, that was it. Yeah, I thought he was gonna, like, switch sides, and he was like, join me, my sister. Also, she didn't realize she would, they were brother and sister for, like, ever, and I was like, okay, this is a really obvious thing, it's like obvious moment, you're gonna talk about the fact that you're probably related, nothing. And then she goes, "My God, there's my brother. Yeah, no idea. And now I have to save him." That was that was kind of an interesting thing to me. Like she's never met this guy. He just killed one of her new friends, and she's like, "But I still have to save him." Like, yeah, that was weird. Why do you feel this weird connection to blood relations? Like, Uh, even I know who my blood relatives are, and I still don't always feel that connection to them. Ooh, I definitely don't. (laughs) Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I love all of my sisters equally. Totally. I do as well, (laughs) even though they don't exist. Ha! I love it. That was great. That was a great moment. See, the most surprising thing about him being evil was not the fact that he was evil, but the fact that he had been basically evil all along. Yeah. From the moment she met him, he was still part of the Sultan's plan to get rid of everyone. That's true. That's true. He's always been on the side of the Galad and even when he started he was just like i'm going to kill everyone in this room and it was like oh and destroyed the entire mine because he thought that's what god wanted is that what he said it was like holy crap Dude, sultan just ba- well you know it's going to come up in like the next book but the sultan basically filled his head with a bunch of crap god yeah. wants you to do this well he usually he just used his Uh, mental state against him. And to be fair, like our main character is not big on to God or anything else, so the view we're seeing it through is rather tinted in that direction. That's true. She (laughs) would probably literally scoff or laugh at the idea of God wanting her to do anything. I don't know. Now, maybe not. She might be like, but at that time... Yeah, in the beginning of the book, she'd be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yuck Still, we still don't know about the best friend. He never showed up. She kept talking about him, though. But we never brought up the best friend being dead, or not dead, because we don't think he's dead. But now that um, Bahi is dead, and he was their healer, her best friend has medicine and is trained in the church just like Bahi was. So that means that there is now an opening for her best friend to show up and create that stupid love triangle. Because we already know that he likes her. Uh, And then he's always been in love with her, blah blah blah. And they were having an argument just before they left, although they kind of made up in the end, I'm not really sure. I don't think they really fought, it was just like he said, I could keep you safe, like you shouldn't have lied, but... or you shouldn't have done this in the first place, but... She keeps talking about timid, and it makes me so mad. She'll just be like, I'm gonna save this person, but I can't leave them like I left Tamid." I will say that the um, the prince, he's a really interesting character. He's pretty dang funny. Yeah, I like him. Until the moment where she really me- weirdly mentions at the end, like, she's like, I can now see how he would lead a nation. Like, like you couldn't see that beforehand? It was weird, because that was the moment I decided that his character was very convoluted. I was like, you just took a city captive and claimed that you're holding all of the self. That's a bold move, considering you have no army except for the eight Denji under your power. Which is really interesting, because that moment made me trust him less. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you're a little two-faced, which makes me trust him a little less, because I've learned through the books that we have read that those two-faced characters can turn very quickly oh. and are not good allies. Oh. A new dawn, a new desert may not be a good thing. No. And if he comes after my people, I will bring war to his doorstep. With my eight Demji. And who I've just survived being beaten to death. And need some sleep. Yes. And they're bleeding. And they don't have a healer anymore. They're going to die. They're going to die. They're going to die. Of course they're they're not going to die. There's two other books. I was surprised that not a lot of them died in the war. She was like, and everyone's here. And I was like, oh, no one died? I was expecting someone to die. Yeah, but, I mean, this is the first book, so they'll probably die in the later battles. Wow. Yeah. I really hope those little boys don't die. I like them a lot. The shape-shifting ones. They are shape- adorable. I thought, really, I thought one of them was going to die when he got close yeah! to I Nick was Weed. like, oh my god, he's going to die, and then his brother comes in. So, speaking of, since we're already moving into thoughts of for the future books, let's talk about the foreshadowing radar and your debut novel, Phobia. So, Delin, in our first podcast, you mentioned how you're really good at foreshadowing. You are, like, a professional at uh, detecting <laughs> foreshadowing. How was this book? So, I mean, the worst books for me are not the ones where I'm not surprised by the ending, because I'm never... I'm hardly ever surprised by endings. I like that you corrected yourself there. But the worst ones for me are the ones where I see them coming, and then they're like, and it's a surprise! And I'm like, I saw this by page two! (laughs) Like, they lift up the curtains, and then the book keeps going, and then they point at this (laughs) rabbit under the hat. Yes. The only thing I was really surprised about was that, I mean, the prince was related to Jin, And that Norsham was evil throughout the whole book. By the time she had abandoned Norsham, I was like, alright, so he's obviously not going to be important or is not going to be on their side. But I didn't see everything, and I had no idea how things were going to turn out, just that they were probably going to turn out some way. So, I mean, it wasn't bad, although it's not on my handful of ones that have knocked me off of my chair. in surprise. Six of Crows? Yep. And uh, a couple other ones. Like, Six of Crows knocked me off. I remember being like, What? What? Huh? Six of Crows is an amazing Gosh, she's Gosh, she's an incredible author. Those authors that can hide stuff like that? So, your phobia of debut novels. Did your skin start reacting? So, I was pleasantly surprised by this writing. Not the best debut novel I've ever read, but most of it read pretty well. There were really well-developed characters. The plot wasn't too holy but I did have a lot of issues with the pacing, and Amani pissed me off so badly. Uh, It seemed like she was fighting against her own character development, which sometimes is good, but it was weird the way that it was written. Like, Mm -hmm. almost as if Miss Hamilton was trying to force Amani to do something against her character's nature. Really, the only character I thought who was... True to their nature, the entire book was Jin. Jin was always perfect. Jin and uh, Shazad. Yes. Uh, But all in all, decent debut novel. Like I said, it's a solid four stars. Like, there's. It's not atrocious, not the best, but it's readable. It's a solid, sturdy book. Very sturdy. I mean, listen to how sturdy this is. (laughs) Sturdiest hardcover you're ever gonna find. It's the only puns I ever make. That was amazing, and I'm keeping that for my records forever. No, and I'm gonna, every time you bring it up, I'm gonna cringe like nuts. Nuts don't cringe. I'm gonna flip you off so soon, <laughs> for like the fifth time during this thing. <gasps> it might be the eighth actually. All right. So since we're done critiquing that, and we've already been talking about the second book, I'm honestly good with not reading the second book. Like I can probably guess. Now that I know that there is more books, we knew this from the beginning, like what's going to happen it, I've been doing it throughout this, but if no one told me there was a sequel, I would not be shocked. I would not beg and cry for more. The ending was perfectly fine, yeah, it was rather mediocre. What about you? I would read the second book. In fact, I probably will read the second book without you. Um, I left the book with more questions than answers, and I want to know where, the, where uh, our characters are at. I want to see if Timid comes in, and I want to see if we're right, basically. If we're right on any of our theories for the future. Uh, but I also want to see how Alan Hamilton's writing improves as she writes another book. In that case, I'll probably do what uh, we did with Hourglass. I'll wait for you to start reading the book and form an opinion and then decide if I want to read it myself. Uh, spoiler alert, Hourglass was not a book you want to read the sequel of. Hourglass was fine, the sequel was not. Don't do it. Just don't. you would be wasting your time, I promise. It's just absolutely just garbage. If you want to read along with us, you can find a copy of the book at your local library, or you can buy it in paperback at your nearest bookstore. And paperbacks suck! Almost every book on her shelf is paperback, with the exception of... Uh, you mean hardcover. Almost every book on my shelf is hardcover, with the exception of- Actually, most of them are paperback, you write right. <laughs> 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 HA! I end up being right anyway! <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to count exactly how many. Anyway, sorry we didn't post this on time, and haven't uploaded anything new. Life got pretty busy with finals and jobs, but we think we've finally gotten to a point where we can start posting again. We know that July was going to be busy, so we planned to read an entire trilogy instead of just one or two books. Uh, the trilogy we decided on is going to be the Grishaverse Trilogy, otherwise known as the Shadow and Bone Trilogy, by Leah Bardugo. We'll post another podcast episode containing all the usual information that we do about new books. So stay tuned. Hopefully we'll post it on time. We'll see. If you have any suggestions for what we should read next... Or if you want to tell us what you thought, because you either agreed or disagreed with our unprofessional opinion, send us an email at twonerdsandabook at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye! Ciao ciao!